Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Episode 56, Take Two, Take Down. John and Craig here once again to bring you all the wrestling news you need for the week. Hello, John. Hello, Craig. Uh, we've decided in our pre-show, pre-show, pre-show meeting uh, that we need a new sponsor for T3. Yeah. And we decided it's going to be Dairy Queen. Why did we come up with that idea? Because we both want some blizzards. <laughs> we do love the blizzards. I mean, blizzards are pretty delicious. So I was looking at the show notes, and everywhere he wrote DQ, I was like, you know what? Don't think disqualification. I think Dairy Queen. Right, because they're not fast food. What are they, John? They're fan food. And we are fans of wrestling. And D- DQ. Yeah, so DQ, Dairy Queen, if you're listening, because I'm sure you are, Yeah. Who uh, please look us up. Email us at tripletbag at gmail.com. Let us know that you want to be our sponsor. Or they can find us on Twitter at at Take Two Takedown. Exactly. Or mm-hmm. to make it even easier, yep. have your people call our people, Tony. Right, our person. Your at, people call our person. Yeah, at 434 1931. Yes. 434-602-1931. Now, do you want to know why I said zero and not O? Oh, I know why you said zero, because I listened to episode one eleven. Of the Take Two podcast, starring one yourself, Mr. John. Yes, I was on the show. Um, the champion had to carry our oh. sister show. Mm-hmm. I think it's we're, we're not done with that no. champion stuff yet. I, I'm gonna take. Oh. If Becky can be the man, then I am woman. Hear me roar! All right, so woman champion, you were on our big, big Papa Take Two. Yeah, I co-hosted with our buddy Brian, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently, our buddy Brian's getting some grief for saying zero instead of O. Um, I. I'm on Brian's side on this one. I agree. I say zero. O is a letter. Zero is a number. Absolutely. And grown adults know the difference and say zero. I think I think we need to champion the cause. Mm-hmm. We need to march up to Capitol Hill and protest the use of O for the number zero. So how like what's the hashtag for that? Like hashtag no zero o. is the number or hashtag zero the O? Zero not O? O. Zero. Oh, no, zero. Zero better than... Wait, we're not talking wrestling. Uh, no, we should probably get into wrestling. Uh, things happened. 
in wrestling. Well, just as important <laughs> as our champion of causing zero and O, mm-hmm. uh, there is this little homage to Starcade. Well, uh, so they took Starcade when they got all the stuff from WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they've done, I think, one or two Starcades in the past, but they haven't been aired. Like, nah. they're just live events you go see. Right. Um, this was the first year they aired Starcade, the annual Thanksgiving event. A couple of matches from it, but... I mean, it was a one-hour WWE Network-only exclusive. It was a little gift to the fans, but um, how did you feel about it? I wasn't too impressed. I I felt the one-hour show, 40% of it was talking about how great of an event Starcade is and was. But see, I get it, because you can't air all of Starcade because they probably had some house match onlys that would break kayfabe. That's true. Veer away from ongoing stories That's or true. create stories that don't need to be done. Mm-hmm. So I get all that. But the three matches we got weren't that good at all. No. And if you're going to do an homage to Starcade, then show clips from previous Starcades. I would rather <laughs> them do that than have done what they did. Yeah. I would have rather they, had a one-hour recap of all the previous Starcades that they now owned the video packages for and shown that than what it is we got. I mean, to me, the only standout from that entire thing was Samoa Joe. Yes. Samoa Joe's promo on AJ was the best part of that entire one-hour event. So you didn't like Elias? I thought Elias was good. I enjoyed him with Ric Flair. Uh, but then when all of the women came out and they started like, hey, let's all sing a song together, like, I no, I didn't. The best part of that whole thing was mm. the complete no-sell by Tamina. Oh, she did not care. No. <laughs> she did not want she to be like, there. This is dumb. This I hate you. Dumb. I don't want to do this. Mm. And yeah. But now we have this whole thing of the very obvious heel females and the very obvious face females, you know, just constantly fighting, which we then, re- you know, renew again as we come up and do Raw and SmackDown. Like, this is just a thing we're going to do now, I guess. It's just the entire women's division is split in half. Only bad and only good. It's just anyway. Starcade was a waste of time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the only things we can really mention. I mean, there was the Miz TV segment with Nakamura and Mysterio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turns into a tag team with Rusev Mysterio. Because Lana Orton can make and, tag team matches. Did well, you know that was she, a thing? And she apparently is no longer from Russia. No. No. Only when she needs to be. <clears throat> only when she needs to be. I mean, the cage match wasn't bad. The Samoa Joe. Uh, AJ Styles cage match. Like, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, it does seem weird. Uh, I put in here to see AJ without the belt. Like, when he does his little coming out, like, to not see the belt on him? Yeah. I mean, it's been well over a year he had that thing. So seeing just his abs is odd to me. I mean, I'm going to go with my overall with Starcade is you would have been better off Showing me clips from Starcade, give me like the best of Starcades mm-hmm. throughout the year, mm-hmm. than doing what you did. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Didn't sell anything for me. I agree. And speaking of not selling, yeah, there's Raw. There was Raw. That was a thing that happened. Um, there was a lot of recaps on this episode of Raw. Like a, a lot, lot of remember. <laughs> remember ready. what happened last week? Remember what happened two weeks ago? Well, like, because Survivor Series one of the big four, so they're like, okay. Some of the stories ended. Some of them are going to carry on. We need to make sure you know where we stand in our storylines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's what this is. Yeah. Um, I I still, I don't care how much it happens. I am still a big fan of Elias making fun of Leo Rush being a child. 
Well, to me, that is the funniest shtick. I was, I was going to ask you if I start singing men, 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 menly men, 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 menly men, men. Right, right. What does that remind you of? That would be the two and a half people that were in the ring to start Raw, which would be Lashley, McIntyre, and Leo Rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half men. Two and a half men. I will give all credit to my wife for making that joke before I did. Your wife is genius. She is pretty damn funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Elias making fun of Leo Rush being a child, and he'd probably be a great general manager. He's not sure if that's breaking any child labor laws, but uh, I like that. Like that, that to me is funny. I will eat that shtick up every day. <laughs> every day. So this turns into obviously an Elias and uh, Lashley match, but w- don't really care about the no. match. No. Mm-mm. I I, I want to say that the match itself kind of lended itself to Corbin now. Like, I, Corbin has to get some better acting chops, don't get me wrong. Right. But I think this type of character suits him better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so much so that when he goes and, like, he puts Alexa Bliss in charge of the women's Right, division. he's making big moves. Big he's making moves. big moves. But, I mean, I, I like it. It's kind of like that Healy-esque kind of thing. And then... You know, you have Corbin, you have Lashley, you have McIntyre. Are we getting the authority back? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? That's what it's looking like. That's yeah. what it's looking like. Um, I also have a question for you. Um, did you find it convenient that Braun Strowman's little package from his hospital bed, saying how he was going to come back as soon as the surgery is over, he's coming back, also seemed to be the exact same doctor and exact same room that Dean Ambrose was in, getting his flu shots because now he's a germaphobe. Wait, no, I don't understand that. No, I mean it's it's they must be in the same hospital. That's the only thing I assume. Well, because we knew they weren't in this, the the uh, Coliseum together because Ambrose told us this. Right, right. They weren't there. Yeah. They weren't there. How do you feel about this Dean Ambrose angle? <sighs> See, this is weird because I I like. The Ambrose against Rollins and against uh, even Reigns angle. I like that that whole idea of the shield was holding me back. I was carrying the weight of all you guys. You weren't making me better. I was making you all better. I like that. I don't get the turn on the audience. To me, that's not necessary. Uh, I think he went full heel turn. Oh, full heel turn, yes. Full heel turn. Mm -hmm. There's no complexity to it he's just like you know what the shield held me back now i look at it this way it's me against everyone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that's what they're trying to convey they're just not doing they're it just well. not doing it right exactly so i mean i'm still a big fan of dean but oh yeah yeah the more of these promos i see the the more i'm like uh, you're kind of i mean he's getting into a you know you guys are dirty like i'm coming i think they're going to michigan next week yeah. i gotta get my flu shots because you guys are sweaty. shots yeah like i I don't know. To me, that's not necessary. To no. me, that's not. You don't need that to play the heel part he was going towards. I mean, if you're anywhere you're going, you just cut down the city where it's it's you know right. That's your filthy city. I don't want to be there. Yeah, people there are dumb or mm-hmm. what? You, well, you and I would have thought they actually might have learned something with what they tried with Becky Lynch. She goes heel. She turns against the crowd, and that doesn't work. So they bring it back, and they're like, "All right, she's not going to be mean to the crowd. She's just." better than all of the other wrestlers. Like that you don't need to go against the crowd to be heel. Yeah, but like that's I not think, a ne- that's not a necessity I think anymore. Dean does. Man, do you think? I mean, I'm I'm not buying shirts either way. Let's I honest. don't think he's doing it well, mm-hmm. but I think the character of Dean Ambrose does need to go against the crowd to get the heel reaction. 
because of his connection to Seth Rollins and yeah, maybe. Roman Reigns. Maybe. Because otherwise, then who do you root for if they're both? If you like them both, yeah. you know, you got to have so the good guy and the bad guy. You have to have that distinction. That's true. So um, You know what I don't like? What's that? Um, I don't like this Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, AOP, Drake. The, what happened on Raw to me? I believe the text I sent you was WTF Raw. Yeah. Because I... Okay, we know what happened at Survivor Series, all right, where Maverick pissed himself because apparently we're a child's show now. Um, and then we get into... I don't have a problem with it. But the the stealing the robe and then taking it to the bathroom and he's pissing on the on Bobby Roode's robe? I Come on. think it's... We're better than that, aren't we? <laughs> think back to the Attitude Era. What were they doing? Right, but we're grown now. Grow with you us, WWE. You still want the attitude. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's the best bit I've ever seen. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you want Drake Maverick to come back strong from pissing on himself, mm-hmm. you have him piss on a robe? I guess. But didn't he piss on himself because Big Show scared him? Yes. What does that have to do with pissing on Bobby Roode's robe? Just because they made fun of him for pissing himself? Yes. I don't get it. He should have pissed on Big Show. Like, stood up on a ladder... And just pissed on Big Show when he walked by. Now you're going childish. No, now that makes sense. No. <laughs> I I don't really have a problem with it. I like seeing the AOP. I am not a big fan of the Rude Gable. I am not a big fan of the push they're giving him. No. Because, you know, it just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of not fitting, uh, Ronda Rousey came out and gave kind of a, a weird... In my opinion, um, promo against Naya and Tamina, and I, I just, I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, she comes out, she comes out as tough Ronda, but, like, she literally stops them and goes, wait a minute, I need a moment. Hold on a second. And the crowd's chanting her name, and she goes from angry Ronda to just the sponge Beaming. of appreciation. Yeah, exactly. I can't. Exactly. She's got to control that more. We've talked about I've that. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Rhonda, we love you, but we want you to come out as the badass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're going to make this work, that's how you have to do it. And is it? are they dumbing down Nia Jax? Like, they're they're really steering the boat into the whole face breaker. Oh, yeah. They're, we're 100% going towards okay. this. And, okay, use mm. what you got. But, like, they seem to be dumbing her down. Like, she's like, I'm going to break your face. Mm. And she was singing with Elias the other night. Yeah. And, you know, she's not coming out hard. She's coming out dumb. Yeah. Well, and I've heard that there is some uh, pushback seems a little strong, but a, a little, um, you know, uh, controversy behind from the other female wrestlers that WWE is pushing this facebreaker thing, which, yes, you got to go what you work with, but they're pushing Nia Jax because she messed up and actually hurt somebody. Yeah, there's like, a lot there's of... There's a lot of, like, what are you doing? Like, I understand you got to go with what works, but you're, like you said, you're steering right into it and going straight towards this like, when she really physically hurt someone. Yeah, but, I mean, my opinion is this. You've already booked a match of Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Then you had that incident. I say, logic would say, sell the, the incident mm. as now Nia's a badass so that she looks like a worse... Uh, opponent to yeah, Ronda Rousey. Have Ronda Rousey beat her clean, and um, you know, then you can bury Nia for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope they do. I hope they bury. You know her who for a while. else want? I, I want them to bury. Yeah, 
Fucking Alicia Fox. <sighs> Dude, you saw the match with her and Ember Moon, and, and we was... like Ember Moon. Right. But right. um the the biggest thing about Ember Moon for me right now is her mixed match challenge partner. Well, now that Braun is hurt, she obviously goes for I mean it's Braun. Yeah. And One step below Braun. Number two check. Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. And if you didn't watch this Mixed Match Challenge, might want to be something you check out. My favorite part being Ember Moon yelling at Kurt Hawkins because he's fighting, uh, I believe, Alicia Fox at that point. Like, he doesn't switch out like he's supposed to because he's Kurt Hawkins and he's dumb. And he just starts fighting the female. I like Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> anyway, I'm just, like... I get that we have to kill time. I get that we have to fill matches. No, we shouldn't have to kill time. End of 11, like you're supposed to, and you don't have to kill time. But no, I mean, <laughs> like, I bring this up because then we have, like, we have the Ember Moon Alicia Fox match. We have the Noe Jose Jinder Mahal match. Right. We even have the final match, which I'm sorry, we have seen way too many times of Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor. Yeah. I just. I mean, match of the night, I think we talked about is Rollins and Ziggler. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. You're like, why do they keep bringing Ziggler uh, exactly. in? And I'm like, because they are mirror image. Yes. And it's good. Yeah. And every match they have is good. But I get it that the story is getting kicked. It is. It is. I I, am, I agreed with you that it is the match of the night. Without a doubt, that was the best match they had on Raw that entire night. I just, I'm sick of it. I just didn't want to see it again. What? You had an entire open challenge for Rollins. Anybody, anybody could come out. And you had him go against Ziggler. Anybody. Yeah, but I'm like, do you the... remember when Kevin Owens came out against John Cena? How awesome that was? That was your argument you gave me in the pre-show meeting. Yes. <laughs> my my retort back to you was, yeah, but it's a really good match. It... The two of them work each other really well. And although you can have anybody else come out, how upset would you have been if they're like, okay, um, you know, Rusev, you go out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Would have hated it. Do you know what would have happened? They brought out Ricochet. It was Ricochet versus Seth Rollins. No, see now. Then I would have thrown my pants away because I don't even need them anymore because I don't fit. <laughs> now, now you are making a wish list. Yes. I'm just saying, look at the talent they have on the Raw, and what are you going to bring out against him? That isn't going to be a challenge for the. You know who they should have brought out against him because there's rumors no that he's ready to go. Bray Wyatt. They should have brought out Bray no, Wyatt. They're going to have a big intro. They should have Bray Wyatt come out against him. I would have been like, holy shit! I told you. What I am hoping for, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Sarah Logan gets pulled out, becomes Sister Abigail. They have a faction, and yep. it's going to be glorious. Yep, glorious. But, um, lastly, I want to from Raw. I want to bring up the mm-hmm. um, Alexa Bliss thing. Yes. So mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, who is notorious, does not want to take a bump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is now the general. The acting general manager of the women's division of Raw. Right. She right. brings Bailey and Banks out in a mm-hmm. Miz esque interview to get them to fight with each other. Right. Um I'm I'm one hundred completely done with Bailey and Banks. Yes. Completely agree. I need like keep them together. I like them as I'm wrestlers. Fine together. But yeah. But get rid of this hating each other shtick. Yeah. And give them something else to work towards. Mm-hmm. Have a tag team division. Make mm-hmm. them like tag contenders or something, but mm. um, I will say this: Bliss is no Miz. She has talent on the mic. Yes, she has the ability to switch the emotion on and off, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. I did not see it this time. No, I, this this was uh, this was something I felt was a segment sort of forced 
and it didn't it didn't work. So she's basically doing the same shtick the Miz has been doing on Miz TV for the past few episodes of the two people and trying to get them to fight against each other while she's in the middle, like making you know causing drama. Uh, it, it it didn't work. Like I'm not saying she can't do it. It's just this time. This it did time not work. did not work. Yeah, I think I see a lot of potential for her being this sort of general manager of women's division. That this can be really good to have basically what's going to be two heel general managers overall. Like I think that can go really well if they, Once if they again, do this right. The authority. Yes, that's pretty much it. Mm. All right. Well, that should probably tie up uh, Raw. You want to get into SmackDown? Let's get into some Smacketh down. Uh, they start SmackDown, you know, you got uh, Paige coming out, you got Becky Lynch, you got Charlotte Flair. Basically, the big thing that comes out of this is that Paige announces uh, that at TLC, you're going to have Charlotte versus Becky in a TLC match. Oh, but wait. But wait! Every other female wrestler on SmackDown comes out and says, I deserve a chance. I so, deserve a chance. No, we deserve a chance. We're the Iconics. Paige says, fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the fire I'm looking for. Let's have a battle royal at the end of SmackDown, and the winner of that, it'll become a triple threat match. How many freaking times do we have to see Becky try to get a belt or defend a belt against two other people? Yeah, exactly. It's- now, with that being said, I'm super excited. I think a Charlotte, Asuka, Becky Lynch match could be phenomenal. Exactly. I, I agree that this triple threat thing, especially when Becky's involved, is done. Like they need, they didn't need to do it again. But if you're going to do it, this was the best option you had. Was these three? I mean, these are obviously your top three. They might not, maybe not in WWE's eyes, but in all the fans' eyes, these are your top three SmackDown wrestlers to go against each other. Um, what I took away from the inner inner chain inner exchange between mm. Becky and Charlotte, Becky was organic. Yes. Like, you can tell they are letting her run. Yeah. It's no the, cues. Mm, no. No four statements. Mm-hmm. They're just like, Becky, you are the man. Handle your business. Exactly. Work with Charlotte it. Charlotte comes out and has to hit the statements. Yes. Yes. You know, I, she's very queen. scripted. She's very scripted. Yeah. And if she, if she had an earpiece in, I would not be surprised. And I do it with flair. Yeah. And like, I, I would, like I said, I would uh, not be surprised if she had some sort of earpiece in that let her know that what to say. But Becky... It's definitely more. Yeah, so, and I can't say enough. I really love Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, I love you. Uh, but I'm actually liking the turn in the Charlotte character. Uh, they seem to be doing this well. And I, and I hope they sort of keep the same direction. Like we said, she's still a little stiff at the acting. I mean, she always and, has been. But And I really enjoyed that they let the rest of the female wrestlers come out and be like, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. You seem to have given it to your two buddies mm-hmm. from the get-go. Yep, yep. What about us? We work hard. We deserve it. Exactly. And exactly. it was a cavalcade of B-list wrestlers. Mm. But I was amazed. I honestly thought with the hopes and push that they, they want to give Mandy Rose that she was, what, the second one out? Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be her. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, and when she walked out with the other, you know, quote-unquote heels of the women's division, I was surprised because I thought it was going to be her coming out being like, no, 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 I deserve a chance. And they were just going to throw Mandy Rose in it. So I guess I'll give them, like I said, if you're going to do this, this was your three best to choose. All right. So if we're going to talk promos, let's talk AJ's promo on Daniel Bryan. Not a fan. He's done better. Now that was totally rehearsed. He's done. He's done much better. And his, his promos are often a little rehearsed. 
Yeah. Like, that's that's a given. But I feel that he's done better before. He's done better ones against Samoa Joe. He did better ones against Nakamura. This one, I just, I don't know. I, 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 not that I think it was bad. I just didn't enjoy it. I know. So, my issue with AJ is we all love AJ. Mm-hmm. But now that he is not the champion, I think I said it before. What I'd really like, what I would really like to see him do, is have a program with Good Brothers where, yeah, like I know we keep wanting to rebuild factions, but I think with the talent base you have, it's a good idea. Yes, because you have a ton of other wrestlers that you can just have as single individuals. Yep. Mm-hmm. But to have like you know the Good Brothers with AJ. Work as a faction. You can mm-hmm. even bring Finn Balor in, or you can make Finn Balor have heat with them. Or yeah. There's a lot more there's you can do. There's a lot of stuff you can do, exactly. And it keeps, you know, the attention on AJ. It brings Gallows and Anderson back up into the limelight. Right, because who knows where they've been since and I just, <laughs> they well, just showed they were, up at Survivor Series. They were standing at the back of the stage clapping for Jeff Hardy when he walked out. But, I mean, it's just... You have the ability, do it. You don't need to have factions. You can have, like, five. Exactly. exactly. And they would work. But, mm-hmm. uh, like you, I wasn't that impressed with the AJ promo. I, I, I've come to expect more out of him. Got it. Um, um, all right. You, you hit on it. 20th anniversary celebration for Hardy. I am not going to deny that Hardy has been a big part of WWE. I'm not going to deny that he's, he's given... More than his, you know, fair share of his body and stuff to this, you know, to rest to the wrestling fans, to the world. I just have a, a slight issue with the fact that you're giving a 20th anniversary celebration to somebody who you cut WWE from your own roster twice wait, for wait. like multiple years. Do you, do you know who agrees with you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. <laughs> yes, he does. And Go Samoa Joe. He cut one hell of a promo oh. saying exactly your thoughts. Exactly. And that and was exactly what I was thinking as they were doing this. I was like, wait a minute. So I, I looked up to get the exact dates. He was released in 2003 by WWE. Came back from 2006 to 2009. And then cut again in 2009 to 2017. Yeah. So you're talking 11 years of this 20th anniversary, yeah. he was not with WWE. I totally agree with I you. I don't understand. <laughs> I think it was a cheap ploy to get heat between him and Samoa Joe. Right. I mean, Jeff Hardy had enough trouble trying to get his own pictures out of the ring so that he could fight. <laughs> They're supposed to fall backwards, not at me. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, God. I just... That was a horrible shoot. It was, but but Samoa Joe was the best part of it. Oh, he was glorious. without a doubt. He made that entire thing. Um. So, yeah, I, 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 I like there's matches mm-hmm. during SmackDown, <laughs> all of which once again are kind of like placeholders or starting up new stories. Mm-hmm. Like we got something between Rusev and Nakamura. Sure, let's see that. Right. We had. Um, uh, uh, do Kofi, you think Kofi Kingston versus the Miz? I, well, I kind of like that because the Miz is still playing up the two thirds. Two thirds of the best, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "We could beat you," and Kofi's like, "Well, I'll beat you." You know, the next two weeks it's going to be the Miz takes on Xavier, the Miz takes on Big E, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like it. it. It gives a little levity to stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me ask you though, with the Nakamura Rusev thing, yeah, yeah, is is Rusev Day finally gone? 
It may be. Like, he came in and got tanked. Yeah. Before the bell even rang, he was destroyed. And obviously that was to make Nakamura look hard. Yes. And and I'm fine with Which that. I'm fine with because they've been needing to do that. But, but have you noticed the crowds aren't chanting Rusev Day? They're not. And, and this is one of the things. And, you know, I know we talked about it. We know it had to happen. We know that the Aiden English turn had to happen. But what made Rusev Day was English. And when you don't have him coming out and doing those intros anymore, I that slowly goes away. I wouldn't be surprised if Rusev winds up taking the U.S. championship and then eventually Aiden makes his big comeback to challenge Rusev for it. Yeah, because we haven't seen Aiden in a while. Right. Since uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the the thing they're doing with Randy Orton and, excuse me, Randy Orton and um, Rey Mysterio right yeah, now. Yeah, I do. Uh, and, you know, we talked about this even with some of the, the Jeff Hardy stuff. I like if you're going to have Randy Orton be this, this legend killer that he's always been, if you're going to push that, then have him going after the legends, the true legends, the Jeff Hardy, the Rey Mysterio. Like, go after these people that are, you know, that are legacies now. Like, I'm totally good with that. Keep doing that. You know, push that. You know, you can go all the way. You can push that all the way to WrestleMania, him going up against legends if you want legends. Shit, bring Wait, Cena back. Have him go hell, against Cena. You keep bringing him back. <laughs> You're going to keep bringing back legends. Might as well have somebody but, take I, him out. I think... With the, the hard time that he's coming and, and how he's acting, I agree with you. It says, like, look, if you're going to keep bringing these legends back, have him take them out. Mm-hmm. Make it like it's worthwhile. And then, to end him, have a new up-and-comer kill him as the legend. Exactly. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. I mean, He's going to take down the giant that's killed everyone else. We're yeah. basically retelling Randy Orton's story, mm-hmm. but fine. I'm fine work. with that. I'm totally fine with that. So um, we got- That was pretty much Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I did watch NXT the other night. Um, I know, I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch it, but the major thing on there, Keith Lee versus Lars Sullivan was I, an amazing match. I was going to say, I would assume that was like a stellar an, match. An amazing match. And, and this did is the issue. Did Sullivan put Lee over? Uh, he did. Sullivan still won the match, but Keith Lee looked super strong. I mean, they were both doing legitimate, like, you know, Keith Lee did a moonsault off the ropes at one point. Well, like he dived out of the ring onto the floor at one point, Adam. So like my question is, mm-hmm. we we know Lars Sullivan is being called up. They're talking about it on both shows, yeah, because they don't know which one he's going to. So with that coming up, what do you think is going to really happen to him? Is he going to get buried like Sanity? Is he going to come in and be like uh, almost where there's a little pop, but we don't know what to do with him? Are they going to come know. in and bring him hard like McIntyre again? I or? don't know. See, because the. The thing that happened, Sanity, almost, they had a few weeks of promos on the main AOP. roster, AOP, and then came in and disappeared, basically. Yeah. Drew McIntyre just came back and probably has the biggest push. So it turns into, is it, you know, you would think they're doing all of these sort of promos building up to Lars Sullivan talking about him, mm-hmm. that that's the good thing. But that's what they've done in the past that hasn't worked. It seems like it's better to just bring them on and just start having them in the middle of stuff. And this this leads me into a bigger question for you. And we talked about it last week. How many villains can you have? You have to have faces. Lars Sullivan is not going to come in and be a face. He cannot. He cannot be a face. 
what do you do as WWE to put faces so that they can fight the heels? Or is everything going to be a heel-heel battle? And it's like what heel you don't like the least. I think it's what it's going to start turning into. I mean, you bring them on SmackDown, who who are you going to find them against? What, Hardy? It's pretty much the best, the the nicest guy you got on there. Well, you got <laughs> now you got AJ. AJ. So you're going to put AJ against Sullivan? Uh, like, uh, Sullivan's thigh is the size of AJ's head. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think there is a bigger genuine issue here where heels get heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they need something to work against they need a foil they need some resistance so you have to have these faces mm-hmm. wwe has spent no time building up the faces the no. biggest face you probably have in the whole company is seth rollins right now right because their two biggest faces are gone yeah reigns and Strowman are both out oh those... Strowman will be back soon if it's right. just the bone spurs on his elbows he'll be but back those soon. were your two biggest faces and as we talked about when all this happened with roman and with braun when they're putting all their eggs in one basket when you're putting all your faces into two people, pretty much, yeah. you're left with the kind of third of Rollins. Like, that's pretty much it. You know, like, you got nothing else. Yeah, uh, and now you have, you have, like, SmackDown Women's. You have Becky Lynch, who is organically the anti-hero. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you have Charlotte Flair, which they are turning into straight heel. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you have Bubbly Asuka, which is just going to be the one to eat the pin because they can't have Charlotte or Becky. Yep. And, and that's going to be my prediction. That's exactly what it's going to be. But um, Oscar's going to have to eat the pin because they can't have Charlotte or Book- Becky look weak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree, my friend. It's an interesting time in the world of the WWE. I don't know. There's there's a lot of work that needs to be done. The bigger questions come up like, we're only 10, 11 months away from SmackDown being on Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What type of roster changes are we going to have? Is Vince McMahon... Uh, at the same time this is happening, Vince McMahon is supposed to start the XFL the again. XFL, yeah. There's Does been he... rumors about they might even get completely rid of the brand split because they don't want just a section of their roster to be on Fox. They want Fox to be able, if that's going to be the big show now, because it's going to be on the bigger network, they want as many of their faces on there as they can. Now, not faces <laughs> like, you know, face heel, but like as many people as they can, they I, want on I Fox. I get that, but is NBC and Fox going to work together? Because NBC <sighs> owns USA Network. Right. Mm-hmm. Are they going to work together and allow, are they going to have contractual uh, stars to their shows right. so they get get, uh, get the guaranteed viewership? Because if I like Dean Ambrose and he's on Raw, I'm going to watch Raw. I don't know. I don't know. But, or is it going to turn back into SmackDown just being a Raw review episode like it used to be you know used to be shit happened on raw and then stuff happened on smackdown it was the same stuff yeah i don't so i don't know we're we're getting into a really open time and and the biggest fear i have going into it is it's kind of like wwe has said eh we'll get to it when we get to it yep Mm -hmm. and we realize that's not good that doesn't work for them yeah (laughs) and the other problem i have with all that is it's like you're going to have these multi-billion dollar shows and, and all this stuff, and you've been phoning it in. How are you going to expect to keep that contract? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't have a phone-in episode of SmackDown on Fox. It's not going to work. You're yeah. going to have more people watching it. You're going to have more eyes on it. And you're going to end up turning people off that were maybe on the fence of, oh, I haven't watched wrestling in years. It's here on Fox. Let me check it out, see if I still like it. They're going to watch an episode or two and be like, this is forget dumb. this. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and and on that point, I, I totally agree with you. When it airs on Fox, it has to come out strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. SmackDown has to be on its game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Which is, I don't know. To me, one of the best ways to do that, and it's hard because it's far away, is Becky still having that belt then. I don't know if you keep that belt on her that long. Becky is the know. best you got on female SmackDown. Listen, I don't know. Uh, I look at Stone Cold, and I equate her a lot to the Stone Cold right, character. Right, as people do, yes. And I and I think it's uh, applicable. But, um, like, Stone Cold was on again, off again with the belts the whole That's entire true. time. That's true. As long as he stays strong, mm-hmm. you can do a lot with the Becky character. What scares me is who's writing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince McMahon has gone on record as saying he's really proud of Becky Lynch. She stepped up. She is what uh, he wants from his wrestlers. Like, mm-hmm. she is met his expe- expectations and exceeded. So that's why he's giving her free reign with this character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. The problem we have is really how much free reign is it? Like, exactly. okay, she's good right now, but the second she does something that we're like, oh, I don't know. Right. Just rein her back in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to call this right now. First episode of SmackDown on Fox. Becky won't have the belt. Someone else takes it from her at some point. Who knows who? Stephanie McMahon will be in to talk about SmackDown. But Becky Lynch shame. will drive in. But it's No, but it's better show. if it's Stephanie. Because okay. Becky Lynch will drive in in a Guinness truck and spray Guinness beer all see, over the ring. I was <laughs> going to go the sexist route and say wine coolers. Oh, uh, see, no, I'm going Guinness. She's Irish. It just makes I, more sense. so much better than I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, let's be honest. You could swim in some Guinness. You. It's pretty much like pudding beer. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's it. That's some wrestling talk for you. Oh, there it is. You want to move on to uh, the game show that, once again, is sweeping the nation? I love the show. What we is it? We love the show. We're moving on to Gorilla Position. Gorilla Position. We, we need a, a like a song for we this, We have right? been saying that for 56 episodes now. No, we have not because we, have no, we haven't done this for 56 episodes. No, we've been saying we needed filler <laughs> songs between segments right. mm-hmm. for 56 episodes. Okay, well, let's, let's start right now. I'm going to introduce Gorilla Position. And you sing the new Gorilla Position theme song. Are you ready? Stand by. All right. Stand by. No, no music. No, Just I, acapella. I think it's important that we do this the right way. Because okay. Because if we introduce it, we need to introduce it. And I need to, uh, you know, be on key. Okay. Okay. So I know that I know that's rough for you to do, to sing on key. You don't have such a, a lovely melodious I am voice not as myself. A melodious magical man like you are. <laughs> I am, I've often been called a magic man. Yeah. Mhm. So, are you ready? I'm ready. So, hold on. Ready? Folks, once again, welcome to the game that is sweeping the nation. Wait, I'm not ready. Okay. <laughs> Gorilla position. <laughs> this is where we take a show that everybody loves or a cast or a, a group that everybody loves and we cast them with wrestlers. This week, we are doing Friends. Stay away. Stick it. You're always stuck in second gear. Then your day, your week, your month, or even your year, because I'll be there for you. All right, enough. Enough. All right, we're going to cast friends. We're going to cast friends. And you, John, made an even stricter stipulation on us. Yeah. Where you made us have to stick to one thing. Yeah, so you went NXT. I went NXT. Which I thought was 
tough because tough. I mean, that's hard for a tough. French cat. I'm actually a little upset with myself because as I was watching it last night, I thought it would have been tougher and more fun for one of us to go 205 since there's no females. All right. All right. So I'm a little upset that we didn't and, do that. And I went with the legends. You went with legends. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I think, John, you being the one that chose the show, you should go first as to who you think you want to start casting. Do you want to cast the males or the females first? Uh, let's go for the males, I say. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's start out with the, I guess, the elder statesman of the group, the oldest. I think he's the oldest. And goofiest one. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll start with Ross. We'll start with Ross. Exactly. So out of the Legends page, I went kind of more 90s attitude era. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Kane. Kane is good. Kane is good. He's big. He's goofy. He's awkward. Uh, has some really weird moments. Yes. Mm-hmm. A la that's, Ross. That's really good. That's really good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, now, with Ross, I was thinking more being a fan of Friends, as we both are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, watching all seasons of the show multiple times. Because we were on times. a break. Right. Um, I would say I classified more Ross as somebody that's uh, a little weird. I was never really a fan of Ross. I mm-hmm. liked him, mm-hmm. but I never really, like, I wouldn't want to, like, hang out with Ross. I could never figure out why that nerd got those girls. Exactly. And that's the exact range I was going for. I can't figure out how somebody that is this much of a nerd hangs out with these cool people. And, and that is why I chose Bobby Fish. Huh. Because I feel he's a nerd. I don't really, it's not that I don't like him. I just, I just. I just don't like him. I don't know why. It's not that I don't like him. I just don't like him. I just don't like him. I don't know why. Like, I feel everybody else in the Attitude Era or in the uh, Undisputed Era is cool, and I don't find him as cool. No, I I like Bobby Fish. I would have gone more of the Roderick Strong. I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that, too. He's the last one in. He got added in. But I still think he's cool. I don't feel cool from Bobby Fish. Okay. That's that's what I was going for. Dumb. Let's, uh... Let's move on to Chandler. Okay, Chandler. One, my favorite of the, the male cats. I 100% agree. I uh, love the sarcastic sense of humor and all that. Mm-hmm. Who did you go with for Chandler? Chandler, I agree. Favorite person. So I went with who on NXT do I want to hang out with the most? Because I think they'd be the most fun. I think they'd be the most uh, the funniest to hang out with because I found Chandler to be the funniest person uh-huh. on that show. So look-wise, nothing like Chandler. Okay. But I think semi-personality, because I feel I feel he realizes some of the joke that NXT is. Cassius Ono. <laughs> I'm going to throw you a curveball. Mm-hmm. Personality with the ability to be a character and have fun with it. Yeah. I'd almost go a Velveteen Dream. I thought about that, but he's too weird. Like, he's weird. <laughs> I really He like goes that. in. He's all in with characters and stuff like that. I mean, Hollywood Dream... Was funny at t- at war games. I was great. I'll give you that. Uh, but I think out of all, everybody, I'd want to hang out with Ono the most on the entire NXT roster. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, we have who do you choose? Oh, you didn't pick yours. Well, so um, <laughs> I went with that sarcastic sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I went with the uh, the guy that like. Like you said, you want to hang out with. You think you'd have fun going out and, and being with the guy. Mm-hmm. Guy that has a little bit of an adventurous spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see zany, wacky things happening. Mm-hmm. I went to Owen Hart. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. 
Definitely some wackiness would be ensuing with Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. 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 I like it. I like it. Now the third gentleman, Joey. 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 Uh, not too bright. No. Uh, so that's the way I, I was going for pretty face, not that smart. I went for not that smart. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you my answer, you're going to be like, oh, I understand why you didn't say pretty face. Mm-hmm. But I can honestly see this wrestler looking into the camera and going, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not Enzo. Okay, it's, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I went with Mick Foley to play the part of Joey Tribbiani. Yeah, yeah. Not that smart is definitely in there. No, that's why it's definitely in there. I like that. I like that. My uh, other one, but it didn't really fit into my legends. Mm-hmm. Not as yet. I really think our truth could knock Joey out of the park. Oh, he'd be good. He'd be a good Joey. Or or a Gold Dust. Now, Gold Dust does fit into the legends, but I went with Mick Foley more because of that silly expression he had. That mm-hmm. almost you know, I could almost go Gold Dust for Chandler as well. I don't know. I mean, if you want to know, talk about somebody that gets the joke. What about like, Piper? Piper would be good, too. He's got that sarcasticness. What about Ric Flair? Oh, man. There's a lot you could do. All right, give me All your right. NXT choice. Uh, Joey, uh, good-looking face, not that bright. Could definitely also see him saying how you doing into the camera. EC3. Yep. <laughs> Had to go with that. I, I got to give you that one. <laughs> Had to go with that. I don't think I can argue, like, as I'm running through the Rolodex of NXT mm-hmm. wrestlers right now. I mean, there was a there was a bit of a thought of maybe of Kona Reeves, just because mm-hmm. he's also dumb. But the, the no. look. No, the, the EC3. The EC3 is, like, the way yeah, to go. I got it. I, we often, well, we always agree. But it's more so, like, I agree, like, I could see that. But there's others we could discuss. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. Really, th- I wouldn't even go with Kona. I would go EC3. EC3, I think, that's is the way the to go. Answer. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Even if you went like Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 EC3. No. EC3. All right, on to the ladies, sir. The ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Monica. All right, Ross's sister. Mm-hmm. Eventually gets together with Chandler. All right, Monica, I went with somebody who, uh, pretty good looking, you know, but if you get to know her, you dig a little deeper, you realize there's some crazy there. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of crazy in Monica once you really got to realize who she was. Yeah, yeah. You know, the obsessive-compulsive, the the everything. Right. So, I went with Candice LeRae. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's another EC3-level <laughs> choice. I yeah. can't. Like, if you um, you just see her, you're like, oh, hey, that seems like a nice, normal girl. Like, you talk Nick, to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nikki would be way over. Nikki would be way too over. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You see Candice from afar, you're like, that's a normal person. And you Carter go up Shane and start talking to her? To me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my initial choice yes. was going to be Lita, but as we talked about a little more, mm-hmm. and um, I figured, I, I really like how you describe Monica, and when you get into it, you think of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so my pick for Monica is Ivory. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. At first, it was because Lita had some show. She was kind of the anchor mm. at the time. She uh, waylaid between the girls, you know, being part of the women's diva division right, at the right. time, but was part of the men's division with her whole thing with the Hardys the, exactly. and then Edge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just think Ivory really plays the character of Monica better. I like it. I like it. I like it. So now we get into Monica's roommate, best friend, Rachel. All right. Got together with Ross eventually. On again, off again. They were on a break. They were on a break. 
exactly. Um, so Rachel, I was trying to think of somebody, uh, seemed like kind of a strong woman. Um, but this was probably my hardest one to pick out of all of them. So I really couldn't be quite sure. The best I could probably go with, I went with Lacey Evans. I get it with the women's right and all With the that. women's right and, and like that, that's the best I could do. It's rough. That was a hard one for me. All right. It was a little easier for me. I went with, you know, the prettier one of the three. Um, kind of bubbly, but still had a decent head on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Made some bad choices. But, you know, all in all, you're like, hey, I think I could hang out with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Trish Stratus. Ooh, Trish uh, Stratus. I like. I like. Uh, final one, Phoebe. Bubbly. Mm-hmm. Um, not that bright. Yeah. Uh, similar to Joey. Pretty face, but uh-huh. not all that smart. So I think the obvious choice of the NXT roster is one of its newest additions, Matt Riddle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Matt Riddle as Phoebe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Matt okay. Riddle. Matt Riddle was my choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. King of Bros. Just laughing. Just playing Phoebe. Um, Can't you see Matt Riddle singing Smelly Cat? I could. That's the problem. <laughs> All right. All right. Who'd you have for Phoebe, sir? All right. I'm totally changing this on the fly now because you totally it. made it worthwhile. Go for it. All right. So as Phoebe, she's kind of the hippie chick, earthy thing yeah. with like a, in a world of her own. Yes. And um, once again, playing a dual role, mm-hmm. I got to pick Dude Love. <laughs> For Phoebe. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. <laughs> right down to the tie-dye. Yeah. I like it. Oh, um, I like that a lot. And honestly, if there's anybody that I could see in real life singing Smelly Cat, it's Mick Foley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, well, so that does uh, Friends, unless you want to do like the uh, sub-characters like Gunther. <sighs> No, I think we stick with those. I think we stick with those. They're good enough. They're good enough. They're good enough. All right. Well, what are you going to entertain us with next week? What am I going to gaze into my crystal ball, come up with my awesome wrestler picks, Mm -hmm. only to change them at the last minute because I like your (laughs) answers better than mine? No problem. Totally understand. Uh, This is what I'm going for. All right. I like the idea of friends. I like the idea of a group of friends. For anyone that doesn't know, Take Two Podcast has been picked up as the official podcast of Washington CW Network, DC 50. Yeah. Right? We are now the official podcast. Every Saturday, we release a recap episode where we talk about all the shows that are on CW. And we're pretty daggum good at it. And we're pretty good at it, I would say, obviously, because we're the official podcast. Obviously, we have to know what we're talking about. So I think to celebrate a fact like this, celebrate the fact that our first official commercial came out on actual television. Mm Mm-hmm. All right? We are on television as a commercial for a podcast. Is it the show I'm thinking? <laughs> the show that you and I cover weekly because nobody else on the Take Two host network does it. Is worthy enough. Is worthy enough is that me and you have to cast Riverdale. Guys, I'm, I'm going to warn you. <laughs> if we're casting Riverdale, um, we're middle-aged men. Mid- I'm more older age man. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But... um. We totally nerd out, totally nerd thirteen-year-old girl style for Riverdale. Yes. Um, with that being said, if we are going to do it, we got to do it right. We're I not. Want... Listen, hold on. We are not casting the entire show. Let me stop you there. 
because I know you're gonna you're gonna go super deep, and we're gonna be casting parents, and we're gonna be casting mayors, but and why not? And the sheriff, why not? <laughs> we have to cut it off at some point. God, I hate you so much. Right. I get my hopes up, only to throw them on the rock. So I think first of all, we stick with the four. We stick with Archie, Jughead, Betty, and Veronica. We obviously do them. We have to do Cheryl. I, we do Cheryl. All right. Um, I would say, I would say, do we pull totally it? Do we pull in Cheryl. Tony, Cheryl's lover? I'm talking about Cheryl. Right now. <laughs> hey, what? Keep it, keep it PG. Sorry, we have kids that listen. Some All right, so Cheryl, fucking settle down. Cheryl's a pretty girl. <laughs> uh, so I think we do Cheryl. We do Tony. Okay, that's uh, four women. That's four women. So we got to do dudes. two more guys. You want to do Kevin? I think we do Kevin. Everybody's uh, gay friend. Do we do Reggie? And I think Reggie. I think Reggie be the one to go. And that's it. Um, I think I think we're gonna have to go. A, we should do major villain. So I think we do Veronica's dad, Hiram Lodge. And then do we do sort of the foil to him? Do we do uh, Archie's dad, Luke Perry? I just I don't. You won't let me get into the whole cast, but yet you're no. pulling out the whole effing cast. No, that's because eight then people. If we, do, if we do Veronica's dad, we have to do her mom. We don't have to I do, do anything. <laughs> Straight up do her mom. We don't have to do anything. And then I want to do Betty's mom. <laughs> Hell, at this point, I'd even do Archie's mom. Played by Molly Ringwald. So. Just saying. Um, I think we stick with eight. We don't want to have an entire episode. We don't need another Take Two spinoff called Gorilla Position where we just do this for an hour. How much fun would it be, though? <laughs> We, we, we could do this. It'd be like a quick, like, 15 to 30-minute episode every week. And we get some... Never mind. Stop. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do the cast of Riverdale. Yes. Um, we will have a more definite list next week. Right. Because After we fight. Right, right now, we're going to have to fight this one out. Yes. Um, additional to that, mm-hmm. you and I are actively working on... Our first ever. Is it our first ever? Did we have a Christmas special last week? We had a Christmas year. special last year, didn't we? I, I feel we kind of did. I think we gave out Christmas wishes. Yeah, I feel like something like that. Yes, because we. I remember putting the moment of being the Christmas uh, 12 days of WWE Christmas or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so our second ever yes. <laughs> Christmas special mm-hmm. is... Coming up, and we're working diligently. We on are it, working so diligently. It's our gifts to you. Exactly. Just just saying that I, we're not going to give away too much, but it involves WWE Studios. I think that's all we can say. That's all we're going to say for now. All right. Let's move on, John. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, last things we want to mention: local events. All right. Coming up big. All right. It is big. It is a huge, huge event for them. Right Coast Pro is having their fifty. It's their 50th live event they have ever put together. And it is big. Happening this December 8th. In not this weekend, coming up the weekend after. Saturday, December 8th. It's going to be their event. They're just calling 50 because it's their 50th live event. All right. And there are matches happening on here that are, I would just say, insane. <laughs> I, I don't even know how this works. Okay. We have matches like uh, the definition of the ring technician, Harry M. Baldwin versus Dexter Boykin. Exactly. Dexter Boykin, our, you know, our resident nerd, they're fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. All right. We have Mr. Intensity Jerry Baldwin, Harry's brother, how? against the children's champion but, Cecil Warwin. My heart <laughs> is torn in two. All right. How about we do this? We agree that one of us will root for one, one of us will root for the other. That way, one of us will be right. I think that's a good way to go. 
And both of us will be brokenhearted. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. You also got Glamorous Glenn Gordon versus uh, Sean Royal. You got Disco Dave versus the Mexican hardcore champ Pedro Duro. You got the strategist Just Just Neff versus Brian Prophet, richest mm-hmm, man in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And then you have a tag team championship rematch. And this is a straight rematch. Straight rematch. Money in the Monarchy versus Crazy Kids. I gotta think Crazy I'm, Kids are coming hard. I'm hoping because Crazy Kids lost it in the Gauntlets match, their last event at the third, uh, you know, third out of three fights. They lost the belt. So I'm thinking now they're coming back. It's just one fight. It's one match. They're coming back. They're going to get those belts back to them. Yeah, and then finally we end up with a heavyweight championship match where it's the Asian assassin Setsu Ginsu mm-hmm. versus America's best Colton Quest. Right, because Colton That's Quest won. one of the belts. Right, Colton Quest won that, uh, you know, Freaks Come Out at Night or whatever their thing Beat was. Beat the Freaks. Beat the Freaks. That's what it was called. Uh, he be- He won that event. So, therefore, he got the chance to go against for this heavyweight belt. But Sensu still got the heavyweight and the Olympus belt. So, nobody's right. going for him against the Olympus belt. So, I don't, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know. We're going to see. I'm going to see. I don't either. Big event. December 8th, rightcoastpro.com. Go on now. Buy your tickets. They have a bunch of holiday stuff on there. They got merch you can buy. Uh, they got bags you can buy. They got winter hats. Best deal they got going right now is you can buy VIP season pass for 100 and I think 60 bucks. Maybe 170. You get front row tickets to every single 2019 Right Coast Pro event. You want general admission tickets? I think it's like 140. You get every single event the entire 2019 year to Right Coast Pro. That's that's the gift that gives all year long. It's like the Jelly of the Month Club. Do they still do birthday pizza parties? I think they do still do birthday pizza parties. Just you know, just want to throw that subtle. Just hint want out. to throw that subtle hint out there. I don't little, know what you're talking about. Little something. Little show, show, little, little something here. The table. Little hint. You know, and as I talk some crap to you. Yes. Do you want to know who one of the best? Shit talkers is in the WWE. Who, Mr. John? Samoa Joe. Oh, I'd agree. High five. Yes, Samoa Joe. Uh, and it was it was actually a discussion we had. Do we do his Starcade AJ promo? Which or was do we, awesome. Which was awesome. Or do we do the Jeff Hardy promo? I say we do the Jeff Hardy because it sums up the whole Hardy bit uh, perfectly. And it just shows us how killer Joe is on the mic. Exactly. He is so brutal. Even in this... Big, happy celebration of the entire roster out there to celebrate Hardy. Joe still comes in and just ruins it. And I loved every minute of it. So here it is. Your moment up. Thank y'all so much. It was a much-deserved moment of celebration for Jeff Hardy. And something tells me Samoa Joe's not here to join in. Congratulations! 20 years, Jeff. That is a very, very long time. And and please, forgive my tardiness. I was in the back. I was popping some bottles. I was getting ready to come out here and have a toast. But I think we can all agree, maybe having a bottle of champagne around you isn't the best idea. I can't tell the truth. Hey, no, Shane, Shane, it's, it's cool. Shane, please let him through. Joe, talk. What do you want to say, man? Please, let him through. It's a, uh, hey, 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 hey. And thank you to WWE for that wonderful video package, that wonderful anthology of all your greatest moments. It must have been a special treat for you 
considering at the time you probably weren't coherent enough to remember any of it anyways. Cause you see, I do not celebrate weakness and I do not believe in second chances, especially when there's men like me who have yet to get there first. You know what bugs me most of all, Jeff? Is that despite all the mistakes that you have made over and over again in your career, that you allow yourself to stand in that ring and be put up on a pedestal. And that, my friend, makes me absolutely sick. Because for as many times as this man has made you get up out of your seat, there are just as many times, Jeff, that you let all these people down. But Jeff, my only consolation is this, is people like you never change. And the demons, they never go away. They're always lurking in the background. They're always waiting to take control. And the next time you feel powerless, Jeff, and we both know there will be a next time. Just know that as a friend, I'm offering you my hand. And it's a very simple one-step program. It is very, very quick, Jeff. But I guarantee you it won't be painless. Samoa Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. Thank you, folks. Episode 56. I'm so glad you could join me and John to talk all the worlds of wrestling that we love. Yes. Uh, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter if you don't already, at Take2Takedown. Email us all of your letters to our letter bag segment because we haven't, let's be honest, we haven't gotten any good letters, which is why we haven't done it recently. So really... Guys, step it up. Step it up. Get us some good letters. Yeah, or make Tony work. Or make Tony work. Triple T bag at gmail.com for the letters. Call Tony at 434-602-1931. Make him listen to those voicemails. I want your voicemails to be as long as humanly possible. If you want to just record yourself doing a commentary of Raw as you watch it, go for it. I'm totally fine with that. Just, you know... Dial the number, put the phone down by the dog as they sleep, and mm. let it just and just snore let away. it just snore away, and just be like, "This is for you, takedown boys," and just do that so we know it's for us. That's it. All right. Holiday season is upon us. Don't forget to go to take2podcast.com. Go on there, click the Amazon link in the menu section, buy all of your online gifts as we know you're doing because going to the malls are scary, and we don't like to hang out with people because people are dirty. Dean Ambrose tells us that. So please be yeah, sure. You gotta get big shots. Take two podcast.com, click on the Amazon link, get us that little kickback. And one more, I think we have to do a little plea. Dairy Queen, don't forget, we still want you as a sponsor for our show. I love your blizzards. I mean, if there's anything that says wrestling to me, it's Dairy Queen. Yeah. Right? DQ. DQ. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Not this No, exactly. I completely agree. Thanks for joining us, folks. Peace. You're just, you know, every time I see the word DQ on the nose, the only thing I think of is Dairy Queen. <laughs> Not-
not disqualified. Dairy Queen. Dirty. Swallow it now. <laughs> no. Yes. It'll stay in my stomach for seven years. It's going to grow a gum tree. You don't know. I'll die. Let's go, let's go, let's rock and roll. Hey, come on, let's get this show on the road. What accent would that be? No. Hmm? I mean, it's definitely racist. Well, like, that's yeah. a given. But, that's like, given. which racist? This has been a production of Take Two Podcasts. WTTP. 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 WTTP.